Hi, friends. Welcome to Scene Podcast. I'm your host, Chastin Harmon, here with tools to navigate business as an Indigenous girl in a modern world. Here we talk of all things solopreneurship and monetizing on your terms in ways that are sustainable and make you shudder with pleasure. This is a creative playground, an audacious dreaming container, a space where we garden our dreams together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, welcome to the first episode of Scene Podcast. I'm so excited to share this podcast with you. A couple of things before we jump in. This podcast was recorded, uh, let's see, probably summer 2022 in New York City. And this is why I'm sharing it with you today. I have a daily mantra that I use when I am creating. As a Black woman, ease and rest and spaciousness and time in my business for myself is really important to me. And I know my ability to overachieve. I've proven that to myself and to the world my whole life. And so I can typically assume that in any situation, I'm going above and beyond what is already great. So in order to stop over-functioning, I've started to ask myself the question, what if it were already done? So I've always wanted to start a pod, I've always wanted to start a podcast, right? So if I'm applying that question to wanting to start a podcast, what if it were already done? Uh, well, oh, I did download that app one time and record a few podcasts. Oh, I do have a bunch of video recordings that I can pull audio from. I probably already have a podcast that I could just put out into the world right now. That's what that would look like. And then your brain starts braining and it's like, oh, Chastin, can we do that? I don't know if we could do that. Like, it's not supposed to work like that. You have to work hard. You have to put attention to it. It needs a name. It needs a brand. It needs a photo. It needs a description. It needs all the perfect things and it needs the perfect strategy. That's what your brain wants to do. But the truth is, it is already done. Most of the time, most of the clients who come to me, their work is already done. It's literally just about learning how to sell it from the point that we meet moving forward. So I am a practice what I preach gal. I am a in my own breakthrough gal. So I am doing a mass content colonic for you. In podcast form, the podcast edition. And this is the first episode. This was back when I was going to call the podcast Sab for the Black Female Soul. Um, that's still a name that I'll probably use for something else. But in the vein of what if it was already done? And that includes graphics. I'm pulling from graphics I've already created too. 
And I'm pulling from the core piece of my work, which is being seen, being vulnerable, being witnessed in the world. And our existence here has everything to do with how we steward our bodies, how we value our bodies, how we nourish our bodies. And you better believe a business is a piece of that puzzle. And so I wanted to talk about the history of the Black female body, the embodied body, um, for the first episode. So that is what I am doing here. Uh, a few other things that I've changed when I talk about my program, uh, scene. We are in the 2.0 version now, my friends. I have taken everything that I've learned from this first year of running the program and I have made all the improvements, all the updates. Um, I'm listening and I'm realizing that this is a steady, long-term journey that we are on together. So I work in long-term format. So we work together closely for 12 months. We meet 90 minutes for a deep dive call once a month. The rest of the month is to give you and your body time to process because y'all black women just need space. We just need space. And in the interim, you'll have the support of my uh, unlimited vocal and email support or coaching in the community group. You will have unlimited access to the digital portal, which launches at the end of the month. And you will have unlimited access to um, the monthly group coaching calls where I'll be on a call and you can come and get coached around your business, around being seen, around relationships, vulnerability, whatever it is that you want. I am not a licensed psychiatrist. I am a student of life. I have studied this shit. <laughs> Y'all better believe I have studied this shit. I believe in continued learning in higher education. I don't believe in paying um, colonized institutions a lot of money to teach you how to continue to be subservient to them. So I make my own curriculum. I make my own certifications. I do my own studies and my own trainings. I seek out all, I invest in my body. I invest in my, invest in my skills. I invest in my brain. So I'm here to share what I've learned in my experience. And I have had, I am 37. I have had experiences. I am here to share what I've learned. Um, in order to create opportunities and other pathways, because man, I grew up feeling like these are the options. They all suck. Can I get a new set of options, please? <laughs> so here's your new fucking set of options. All right. Podcast one, lots more to come. Remember, this is the content colonic. Here we go. Love you. Hello, welcome to Sav for the Black Female Soul, where we explore what it is to be an indigenous girl in a modern world. Ruminations on how we move forward 
into a post-colonial world. And so I thought it would be the most appropriate to have the inaugural podcast of Sav for the Black Female Soul to be on the history of the Black female body. My work is all body and embodiment base because I believe that we are here on this planet to be embodied and that our spirit is expressed, our soul is expressed through the body and when that expression is hindered, is dampened, is oppressed, is depressed, is suppressed, that we experience disease, which is why we are in a place where we are all experiencing anxiety, depression, and a mental health crisis like we've never seen. And it's because we've put too much emphasis on the mind and not enough emphasis on the body. And so my goal, my mission here is to bring us back to our bodies, bring Black women back to their bodies. And so a little bit about me and my journey Um, My background is in acting, which is an incredibly somatic practice. It's how I've always loved to explore humanity. And that led me into embodiment work outside of the storytelling medium. You know, I love embodiment within storytelling, but I also was very interested in how can we take these somatic tools and apply them practically to our lives. So this is a journey of the body through and through. And I began working with the body and working as an embodiment specialist and with embodiment and slowly and surely as you've seen as you can see as my business um, has progressed and evolved it's actually evolved into business coaching and here's why if you are a black woman Your body has been stolen from you. Your body has been co-opted. And what I found was, is that it was so hard to get people interested in embodiment and wellness because they were existing in such a persistent fear state as a direct result of having their value stripped from them ancestrally, historically. So this is what we're going to talk about today. This is why we're going to go into the history of the black female body, because we have to go back to the beginning. There is no moving forward without going back. Ruptures 
have to be repaired in order to move forward. This is like psychology 101. I'm not a trained psychotherapist, but this I do know. Ruptures have to be repaired in order to move forward. And we're trying to move forward, but we don't really quite know what the rupture is because it goes so far back and there's been so many um, subsequent ruptures as a result of the initial rupture. So I want to go and talk about the initial rupture and I also want to go and talk about the history of the black female body, like where the black woman plays into all of this. So... The black woman was the first human body discovered on the planet, which means that every human that exists on the planet today is a descendant of a black woman. I'll say that again. Every human body that exists on the planet, the entire planet today, is a descendant of a black woman. And that means the entire world was built. And I'm talking about the man-made world, not the earth world, but the man-made world. The entire man-made world was built built by labor that came from the womb of the black woman. Some of that labor is elective. If you're talking about our ancestors that migrated to Europe and some of it was not if you're talking about the great slave trade and the enslavement of black and brown bodies the exploitation of black and brown bodies the dehumanization and the extraction of black and brown bodies. The entire country of America was built from the labor that came from the black female womb. I guarantee you a majority of the U.S. presidents were raised and probably even suckled by black women. Our wombs have provided this species and the labor that has built the wealth of the world. And yet we have not received any of that wealth in return. Our wombs have been extracted. And just as much as Africa, 
the land, the earth has been extracted. The black female womb has been extracted. And that is a rupture. That is an energetic rupture. Like we have had our wombs ripped from us energetically and literally (laughs) over and over and over and over again. We have been extracted from for over 500 years. And that means that we have a long journey (laughs) and learning how to heal, how to receive, and to learn to receive the wealth that the fruits of our labor and our the labor of our wombs have created. And so when you think about what that means for the black female body, that means that for 500 years, the black female body has been subjected to a pattern of deep, 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 intense, like, off-the-charts grief. The amount of grief that the Black female body experiences is not the average amount of grief that a human experiences in their lifetime. It's exponential. And it is challenging for the body to carry and hold so much grief. This is why you see a lot of disease in the black female body, a lot of autoimmune conditions, a lot of deep, deep, deep either sensitivity or deep, deep, deep armor of holding, of tension, of strength over softness because you have to be in a state of softness to receive. And we haven't evolved into our receiving era yet. We are still living in our extraction area and we are in transition and moving into our rightful receiving area now. And this is a result of two things. It's the the laws of physics, you know, like the ship can only tip so far before it starts to turn in the other direction on the wave. And we're starting to turn into the other direction. The second thing that helped that along was the pandemic, right? Like two years of having to being forced to stop that the body could finally feel and experience a taste, just a little taste of what rest is like. And if you remember what happened during that time, people went crazy with restlessness. 
because it's so foreign when the body has been in a constant extraction, give, go, go, go state. It's so foreign for the body to slow down, for the body to stop, for the body to rest, for the body to receive, which is why rest is actually where our work is. Rest is so important for the black female body because we have been in 500 years of a sympathetic nervous system response. Fight or flight, fight or flight, fight or flight. And so for many of us, it feels uncomfortable to be in a rest state. But rest is truly the medicine to find our way back into a regulated state, into a connected state, into a state where we can receive. And I'm not talking about what we're owed from our community and the people around us. That's a whole nother podcast and we will go there because we are owed. I'm talking about our own wiring and our own relationship with our bodies and our nervous systems and our capacity to allow our bodies to soften in our environments, to breathe, to feel, to open, to expand, to express, to receive, to experience. That's the goal. That's the destination. That's the ideal. The obstacle is the environment around us that was built to extract from us. And the socialization of the other beings that we inhabit and share this body with, share this world with, sorry, to extract from us. So we have to come at this from multiple angles, right? We have to set firm boundaries so that people can no longer extract from us. Which is why my work is about liberating black female bodies from capitalism, from colonialism, from patriarchy, from the systems of oppression that keep their bodies in a state of contraction over a state of expansion. Because that's what it is. It's contraction over expansion. If you want to simplify it down to its most simple, 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 clear, clear, clear definition is are you open or are you closed? And we can't open until it's safe to open. And safety comes from two places. It comes from teaching the people around us what our boundaries are. It comes from building those boundaries and holding firm boundaries. And then it comes from reprogramming our patterning, our bodies from we have five years of contraction programming, 500 years of contraction programming. We need to reprogram our bodies into openness, into expansion. And that is an atrophied muscle for us. 
So this requires showing up daily, showing up every minute to to ask your body, how can I open more? How can I allow more spaciousness in my body, more expansiveness, more pleasure, more ease, more slow and juicy savoring of every moment and every experience urgency that is not related to actual like there is blood drawn life or death is a colonial paradigm that has been forced on us urgency and we force it on other people without even noticing it i was at i was at a parking meter the other day trying to get a ticket outside of the theater where I work. So I do this every single day. The parking meter, by our cultural standards, we would call it slow. But what is time, really? So I've learned to sit with the parking meter and wait for it to add my time and get my ticket. There was a couple behind me, a black couple, they were not able to exercise the same patience and they assumed that it was me being slow and not the machine and they started to bully me and harass me that I was taking too long and I kept trying to tell them that it wasn't me it was the machine but I could not get through to them because I was trying to communicate from a slow and grounded and regulated place. And they had already moved to a state of dysregulation where they were just yelling at me and screaming at me, encroaching on me. So I had to get to a point where I had to put my arms out to create physical distance and say, sir, you are yelling at me and you are in my personal space. I need you to step back. We put this on each other without even realizing it, without even knowing it. That is a beautiful example of internalized oppression. They've internalized their urgency and their impatience. And now similar to a master and a slave, they're projecting it onto me. Hurt people hurt people. The shit flows down the river. It's a clear, clear cycle that just keeps repeating itself unless we decide to stop and tap into our bodies and start to reprogram our bodies into more spaciousness. Let's talk about what colonialism is, really. Colonialism is rooted in two components. There's a tangible physical component and there's a spiritual component. We are most familiar with its physical component, which is the extraction of land, 
the extraction of labor, the extraction of culture. Colonialism and capitalism are very, 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 very linked. Because we want someone else's resources, we then figure out ways to dehumanize them and extract their resources. So because of capitalism, colonialism happened. Because of capitalism, it was easy to take religion and say, oh, the way that you do things is weird. We don't like that. It's creepy. It's unknown. And we don't want you to be like us. We, we don't want you to be that. We want you to be like us. Be like us. Follow our religion. Learn our religion. Be like us. The way that you are is bad. Be like us. So like the root of colonialism is like different is bad. And so you guys simply like <laughs> the solution to all the world's problems is to let each other be different, to let each other be different and to learn from each other. Like, yeah, the different is bad narrative wouldn't have happened if the greed and extraction hadn't come into play first. But like, it's a spiritual journey before it is, before it is a phys- physical journey. If you follow the work of uh, Maladoma Somme, who recently passed this year, he has a wonderful book, The Healing Wisdom of Africa, that talks about how, yes, like they came for our resources, they came for our land, they came for our extraction, but it was also a spiritual pool. It was a spiritual pull because that level of greed builds up because of a spiritual dissonance in the body. And so the greed is kind of this like tangible, like neither here nor there manifestation of like a searching for something, a longing for something, a searching for something. And so they were searching for something and found it in the abuse of others. And that is literally like the recipe that perpetuates our toxic culture and our human suffering, searching for something and finding it in the abuse of other as opposed to in the love of other. Our entire, like our entire world this past 500 years has been built on a scarcity mindset. What would happen if we went back and shook the etch-a-sketch and said, no, let's start with a love mindset and see what we can build, not from a place of scarcity, but from a place of love, from a place of abundance, from a place of deep, deep nourishment. What would that look like? I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts when you look at European history. You look at kings and emperors competing for power at the expense of the human body. It's, 
it's really like basic. I mean, inner child and shadow work is not basic, but we have so many resources available to us now that they did not have then. We have enough resources and new information now to actually ask the question, how can we start over and do this differently? Instead of building squares, how can we build circles? Instead of building patriarchal structures, how can we build matriarchal structures supported by patriarchal systems? Because it's not, it's not that one is good and one is bad. It's not that light is good and dark is bad and dark is good and light is bad. It's that they both just are. They both just are. And it was our job to get curious and learn from each other and connect and grow and birth and evolve something new. But instead of doing that, it became a power over. It became a domination. It became a control and extraction game. And that the result of that was erasure of an entire body of knowledge that we are feeling the deep absence of now in our restlessness, in our disease. So if we want to find our ease, if we want to find our healing, our evolution, and our health, we have to recover that knowledge and we have to bring it back into play. And I'm talking about the indigenous knowledge that was eradicated during colonization. Literally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally eradicated. Because it has snowballed into a destructive culture that needs to be healed. Because, yes, the systems were built a long time ago and they're in place, but systems don't dismantle themselves. They're not designed to dismantle themselves. People have to dismantle systems. And so if the systems are still in place, it's because there are people keeping them in place. And in order to get people to start dismantling the systems, we have to reprogram our value systems. We have to revamp our culture. And culture is intersubjective. It's intersubjective. Culture lives in our intersubjective consciousness. It's in our collective Thoughts. And this is why seen. Because if we want to change our culture, if we want to change our collective thinking, we need those new thoughts to be infused and to be heard, and to be spread like an antidote rapidly 
And that's why seeing, that's why continuing to engage with the imperfect mediums of the internet and the social media because it is a network. Just like anything else that exists in this universe is a network. It's a network. And if we want to create a new intersubjective consciousness, a new intersubjective narrative, we need to utilize our networks. And it's easier than you think. It's easier than you think. This is the time where not only do black women need to lean into softness, pleasure, and rest, because that's where the productivity and evolution is, that when we take our bodies away from capitalism, away from other people's control, and we put them on a rest cycle, we are shifting the energy with our bodies. And I want Black women to recognize that is the new form of leadership. Because we do need more Black women in leadership, but a lot of Black women are afraid of leadership because they think that means urgency, that means hustle, that means busyness, that means business, that means uncomfortable, that means the opposite of what we're craving, which is rest. Like if you talk to any black woman, the summation of like the collective consciousness is exhaustion. The word exhaustion is going to come up. (laughs) It's exhaustion. And what we need is rest. So what if the challenge is, is that our leadership lies in our willingness to lead rest movements, pleasure movements, to lead movements that create new pathways for us to receive because we've been taken from for so long. And all it takes in in a relationship If we're in a relationship with our oppressors, all it takes to change the dynamic of the relationship is for one party in the relationship to change. So if we change our relationship with our bodies, what's within our control, we change the whole dynamic. Every pursuit in life is going to have its challenges. But I promise you, you don't want those challenges to exist leasing your body to other people. You want those challenges to exist leasing your body to yourself. That's what I wish for every black female body is for her body to be her own for her value to be her own, for her pleasure to be her own. This is the world that we're ushering in. 
This is the work that we do in my three-month mentorship program scene. It's 12 90-minute sessions. I say it's three months, but my values are spaciousness and time and flow and self-knowing. So you can pace it out over however many weeks or months that you would like, but you get 12 90-minute sessions with me. And this is an embodied business growth container where we tap into your deepest longings, passions, and desires and the pathways to monetizing those with ease and pleasure and spaciousness for you and your life and your body. Um, this program is 3333. 33. I love threes, my favorite number. 3333 33. that comes out to 1111 a month. I have payment plans starting for as little as 275 a month. So if this is interesting, if this is pulling you in, if this sounds interesting to you, if this is calling you, sign up for my mailing list. You can register on my website. You can reach out to me directly. It starts with the power of our labor. Our healing starts with the power of our labor because we can only heal to the extent that our bodies are ours and free to. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in to the inaugural Sad for the Soul podcast. Please keep an ear out for future podcasts. Um, I plan to start others as well, and I will be announcing those as they channel through me in the name of rest and reciprocity. Love to you all. Stay easy and breezy. Okay, folks, thanks for joining us for the first podcast. You guys, if there is something that you want to do, I am encouraging you to start. Ask yourself, what if it was already done? Because nine times out of 10, it is. And if you want to learn a new skill, if you want to get better and have fun at a new thing, you have to work through the gunkies. You have to work through the Brene Brown calls at the fucking first times. It's always going to feel crappy at first. It's always going to feel a little poopy, a little crappy. Okay? The sooner you start, the sooner you build up the confidence. And the confidence in whatever it is that you're doing is what leads to the reciprocal exchange. And confidence is experience. And you get experience by practice. So I can't implore you more. Start, 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 start. It's not because coaches aren't telling people to start, 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 start all the time because we want your money. We're telling you to start because we know it's not about jumping into the deep end. It's about sticking your toe in the little pool and then sticking your 
the all of your toes and then sticking your foot and then going into your ankle and going into your shin. It's about that. We're just saying start that. So if you want to start, if you're ready to start, um, ways that you can work with me, join scene 2.0. It's a year long adventure. It's a rad community. You're going to love it. Sign up for my email list. If you've got questions, thoughts, I'm very open. You can message me anytime. And join us in my free community under the pink peppercorn tree where I highlight stories from my journey and my experience and all of my various passions and entrepreneurship and all of my favorite free resources for indigenous girls in modern worlds navigating business. Okay. That's all for today, folks. I love you. Thank you.